Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today I am joined by special guest Susie Hayes. She is a psychotherapist, life and business coach, and the award-winning author of the book, Freed from Stuck. And what Susie specializes in is showing people how to become and stay freed from stuck. So we're going to be talking to her about her book and let her tell her story and anything else. Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. It's an honor to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I help people become freed from stuck by helping them access internal resources they never knew they had in order to create what they never knew they could. And I do that through psychotherapy, coaching, hypnosis, writing, and speaking. Well, tell us how you got into starting to help people freed from stuck and how how did you realize that you actually could help people get freed from stuck? Well, I've actually been in private practice for um, quite a few decades and and speaking and, and writing and teaching. It was several years ago when a colleague of mine approached me that he had a publishing company. And he said, I bet you have a book in you. And I said, no, I've never had a desire to write a book. I had watched others be tortured in that process. And he said, if you give me an hour and a half, we'll have a conversation and we'll discover that book. And after an hour and a half, I realized that all of the ways in which I had been contributing were really about helping people become freed from stuck. And so that's how that really became the focus of my work, that I help people become freed from stuck and to stay freed from stuck. So talk about the five elements necessary for change. You have five elements that you feel that are necessary for change. So go through those and break it down for the listeners. I would love to do that. In writing the book, We use the metaphor of going from stuck to freed from stuck using a bridge. And we realized that we could use the acronym F-R-E-E-D to describe those five elements. So the first one is F, which is face the bridge. And what this is, is this is about identifying the problem the real problem. And often, sometimes when we're stuck, what we think is keeping us stuck is not really what's keeping us stuck. Most often it has to do with some unmet need or some point of pain or fear that hasn't been attended to. So we need to be able to identify what the problem really is in order to meet the needs of that situation, that experience inside of ourselves. The R is about recognizing the bridge. And this is about looking across the bridge to the destination, to where we want to be. 
to what we want to accomplish, to how we want our life to be, our relationships, our finances. And in looking at that destination, the more clear and more vivid we have a vision of where we want to be, the easier it is to cross the bridge because the emotional charge in that vision gives us the fuel to be able to move through the process of arriving at the destination. So the more vivid, more emotionally charged that is, the easier it is to accomplish that. The E is for embrace the bridge. And this is about identifying any blocks or obstacles that might be in the way and developing a plan or a strategy to take action to be able to move forward. The second E is exit the bridge. And this is an element that very few people really talk about in the change process, but it is so essential to understand this and appreciate it because if we don't attend to it, we're not likely to really sustain the change that we're wanting. And the exit the bridge refers to the process of grieving. Whenever we make a change, even if we are willingly making that change, it requires of us to let go of something that's no longer serving us. And whenever we let go of something, we grieve. And to the degree of our love is the degree of our, our grief. The greater our attachment is, the greater our grief will be. And there is no more difficult human task than grieving. So it's very, very important that we attend to that because otherwise we might be likely to retreat back on the bridge and not arrive at our destination. Then the last element is the D, which is arriving at the destination while discovering our destiny. And by that, I mean that anytime we are in a transformational process of change, we hopefully gain more awareness about who we are, what our values are, what our purpose is. And that is about our destiny. That is about who we are and why we're here and what is the purposefulness of our life. So hopefully we discover that as well in the change process. It's also important in terms of accountability that we have people that come alongside of us not to police us, but to support us and to be with us with what I call compassionate truth, to guide us and help us in that journey. We also know, Curtis, that whenever we arrive at that destination, there will always be another bridge. There will always be another point of transformation, and there will always be another point of potentially being stuck. But we know that we can build and expand on every experience that we um, encounter by understanding that if we know how to process through the stuckness, our lives are going to move more smoothly and more efficiently and with greater joy and greater satisfaction. So what do you feel like the greatest obstacle to becoming freed from stuck is? Fear, 
We're afraid of change. We're afraid of loss. We're afraid of pain. And we see that really expressing itself most often in the experience of trauma or procrastination or self-sabotage. Why do you feel like old habits are so hard to break and new habits that could even help us are so hard to start? That is a good question. And it's really about understanding how our brain and our nervous system are designed for our own protection and efficiency. We develop habits as part of our securing of safety and being able to function in the world. And so we learn from what we've been taught and our life experiences, what to do to hopefully take care of ourselves. But often we will form habits that at some point in our life we realize are no longer serving us. And so we decide to make a change from that habit, but the repetition and the emotional investment in those habits can often be very strong. I always encourage people to appreciate that even as we are changing habits, the old patterns actually never go away. That's part of our survival instinct. So it's likely, for example, when we're stressed or under pressure, or we're experiencing some difficulties where we have a limited emotional bandwidth, that it's, it's, we're, we're designed to go to the default pattern. So it's really important for people to appreciate that because that's often what happens to us when we fall back into an old pattern. So understanding that, that that's always there, it doesn't mean that we can't cultivate new patterns, but new patterns require focus and repetition. And again, when they are connected to our destination, to what fuels us emotionally, we're much more likely to make the change. And also, if a habit is simple and connected to something else that we're already doing, it's much easier for us to move forward in that way. Give the listeners tips on planning an effective strategy for sustained change. Sometimes the best strategy is identifying what is the next most simple step I can take. Often in making change, we think about it in terms of this elaborate process and we can spend a lot of time on developing our flow chart and you know, our, our spreadsheet about how we're going to create a change. But we can do a lot of work in examination and preparation, but if we're not taking action, change isn't going to occur. So sometimes just taking the next most simple step begins to help us develop a momentum for moving forward. Um, For example, in um, the book Atomic Habits, which I think is one of the best books on uh, habit formation, he talks about a man who decided he wanted to work out and he, ch- he decided to begin 
by just going to the gym every day, just driving to the gym, walking in the door, and then walking back out. Didn't have to stay. His commitment was just to go. And what he was doing was cultivating that pattern. And so then he could build on that once he established that he had this pattern of going to the gym. It's like, well, as long as I'm here, I might as well work out, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And it's important for us to appreciate that sometimes those small steps are really essential to getting us to where we want to go. Now, I also understand that sometimes there is an emphasis on making a massive change. And we are capable of doing that as well. For example, if we have, say, a diagnosis of cancer, something changes profoundly in our lifestyle. Everything changes. And so we are able to make massive change because the emotional immediacy of that is so powerful that it activates in us the momentum that we need. But more often than not, we don't make elaborate changes. More often than not, we make steady, small steps toward where we want to go. So let's switch gears for a second and talk about your biggest influences that influence you to do what you do as an author and as a life coach? You know, honestly, I have to say that this journey of doing what I do began back in my graduate work with a professor who was my mentor, who saw in me my skills and my talents and actually encouraged me. I was working on a a master's in education at the time. He encouraged me to go into the counseling field. And so I stayed and got an additional master's in, in counseling, but it was really his belief in me, his encouragement that I decided to make that shift and to go into the work. And I have never regretted it. I have loved the work that I've been doing all these decades. Let's talk about how our mindset affects our ability to change and stay free from stuck. I think of mindset as being a combination of our intelligence and our wisdom connected with our heart in alignment with the purposefulness of our soul. And so when we have that in alignment, where we have the intelligence and the wisdom to say, This is how I want to be. This is the change I want to make. This is the life I believe I deserve. And that resonates in our heart. And it's in alignment with the true values of our soul. Then that is when we have the powerful mindset to be able to move forward and to have resilience, even when as we're crossing the bridge and 
the wind is blowing and the, the rain is coming and it's storming. When we have that, then it gives us what we need foundationally to continue to move forward and to trust that forward moving. For listeners out there that are trying to make a change in their life, but no, they don't seem to have the support that they need because you talked earlier about having somebody to kind of support you along the way. But what tips would you give listeners who don't have that support? I would, I would first of all say it's really important that you recognize that you have incredible internal resources. You have life experience, you have gifts, you have talents, you have skills that serve you in moving through your life. And so it's important to really appreciate that and honor that in yourself. And if for some reason you're not sure how to access that or to cultivate that, it's really important to find people in your life that will support that, that they see the highest and best in you and that they call that forth from you, that they have a shared vision, if you will, of who you are and who you can be. It doesn't matter if that's a therapist, a coach, a friend, a pastor, a grandmother, it doesn't matter, but you, It's so important that you seek out someone in your life that you can trust that will support you in discovering those resources and figuring out what you need to figure out in order to be able to move forward because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a high quality of life. You deserve to live with peace and with joy and to feel a satisfaction in your life. That is yours to have. And it's probably going to take some effort and some courage to do that, but it is yours to have. Talk about some ways and and give people some advice who are trying to make a change, ways that they can do it without self-sabotage or procrastinating. Self-sabotage and procrastination are really indicators of fear. And so in order to be able to move forward and deal with those human experiences that we all experience of self-sabotage and procrastination, it really requires some reflection in asking yourself, what am I really afraid of? What am I afraid of is going to happen if I allow myself to have this experience? What am I afraid of is going to happen if I make this change? What am I afraid of that I'm going to lose if I allow myself to transform and grow and expand in my life? And once you can identify that, once you can become more clear about really what's so scary, one, it makes it less scary. And two, it allows you then to determine what the next best small step you need to take to overcome that fear. 
Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? I am right now um, partnering with an organization called HeartWise, who have asked me to join their faculty and develop a curriculum on how to help people um, become freed from stuck in their relationships. So I'm taking the information that I've developed and forming it, and this is a wonderful challenge for me, forming it into a curriculum for, um, for, for couples. But certainly anyone can find out more about my work, about my book by just going to my website, freedfromstuck.com. And I will be having a link on that website when um, that um, educational information is released. Speaking of the book, kind of tell us about the book and tell listeners what they can expect when they read the book. The book is really about these five essential elements that are required not only to become freed from stuck, but to stay freed from stuck and to continue to build your life. And the book is, is an easy read. And it's a book that you can either kind of read through rather casually and pick up some tidbits of information, or you can really do a deep dive into the book. There are lots of questions that can be asked to really help you go more deeply in yourself if you really want to work on a specific issue. And so it's, it's, um, it's designed for both what I call water skiing and deep diving scuba. Okay, well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe anything that I didn't touch on that you would like to touch on or any final thoughts for the listeners? Not really, not other than what I have shared. You have asked some really important and valuable questions, Curtis. And um, I really hope that people will take to heart that it is possible to become freed from stuck and that they can do it. And I would encourage them to just take that next small step, whatever that might be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Susie Hayes, freedfromstuck.com. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode after listening. There might be a lot of friends and family or people that you know that this episode can help getting freed from stuck. Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis. It's been an honor. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.